0: I'm Jason Parlow.
1: I'm Ian Atchison.
2: I'm Kevin Voris.
0: And I'm Brian Berry. And we are The Last Real Circus. And this, this room
1: sounds great.
0: Well, I play bass, and that's it. <laughs> Full
3: stop. None. I had none decision. I had none decision. None decision. Is that wine? Is this wine in this cup? None decisions? <laughs> the Wolves, with an F. S.
4: Hello, everybody out there in podcast universe. How are you? I'm Reese Williams, and thank you for tuning into This Room Sounds Great. We know you have a lot of options when you're out there washing your delicates and pondering the meaning of life, and we couldn't be more grateful and darn tootin' humble that you chose us to listen to uh, right now i get to speak to the last real circus i've got three fine gentlemen around the table and an auxiliary fine gentleman who's going to be joining us in a few mm. moments where this is the first time we actually are going to do a relay race on guests on That's the right. show so love it uh jason yes this is not your first rodeo with us not
3: the first rodeo with you
4: why are you coming back why are you here Why should we care about Last Real Circus? We love what you
3: guys are doing. No, we we were so honored and thank you, seriously, for having us back. It's been awesome the first time go around. We can honestly say that the last, ever since we did the In Your Ears live performance with Shaco Sessions, you know, with the podcast leading up to it, I mean, for us, it really just accelerated our band. Um, so we're honored to be back. So thank you so much for having us. Um, Absolutely.
4: This, this, we wanted to bring
3: beer and wine to kind of celebrate the last <laughs> time. And uh, yeah, this relationship. No, it's clink-ing been great. Clink-ing. And I and, and mean, what, what you're doing and Carlos does, it's it's just terrific. So it's really helping the Richmond music scene stay on the scene. So. Thank you. We love it. Well, yeah. the
4: reason I will tell people the reason you're here is because we have partnered with Hardywood Brewery and we have a summer concert series. And so every other Tuesday this summer, we have a band here in studio on a Tuesday and then two nights. Nights later, you guys get to play Hardywood. Yes. Yeah. Um, have you played that venue before?
3: Have we we have not played Hardywood. Uh, I've not seen it since the new song. renovations. Yeah. Yeah. I heard it looks awesome. It's
1: beautiful. so saw it yeah. back when it was old in the old like tap room on the left side there, and it's just real boomy and loud and fun mm-hmm. and cool. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm excited to see what they...
4: So last time you came Jason you came with your producer he was Rich you came yeah, with Rich Yeah yeah
3: <laughs> Rich thing was He yeah. wasn't
4: actually a member of the band no. and tonight we have band members so tell us who you are and what you do my dear
1: Uh my name is Ian Atchison, I play keys Um
4: How long have you been with
1: you the band? You do fans? a lot more than that man. I do I do, uh, I do you know. a fair amount behind the scenes as well but here and there. I help this guy out mainly make sure he's doing his job right. Are you his wrangler? Not entirely. He's his own wrangler, but I just kind of help him along here and there, when you know, when need when need be. <laughs> they you, all
2: did that, and you, good. sir. Uh, I'm Kevin Voris, and I play drums and percussion. And again, I help this guy out too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we all do. I'm sorry, <laughs> wow. I'm toot my own horn over here. So, it's, no, no. Yeah. <laughs>
4: so, saying you have an entourage isn't far off, is it? <laughs> no, no. I
3: mean, that's the great thing about um, the Last Real Circus. Like, we are a unit. You know, we've started our own publishing company called Boxcar Entertainment Productions. Um, we're helping young artists kind of get out there. You know, want to get on the scene? They don't. You know, they've never gotten to experience what a live performance is they don't know like what it takes to send out emails or to actually network the right way and you know be humble in those experiences and learning to network in the and again the correct way and um linux addicts is a band that we recently just helped kind of grow as well as the whole the whole band did and now i say the the publishing company um so yeah as a as a unit we, we really function well not only as a band but just as a work unit too so that's uh That's great, you know, being a solo artist, starting it off, and then kind of switching to having five guys that just said, man, we see what you want to do, and that's exactly what what the hell we want to do, and... Damn it, let's do it! They're and, just you know, as crazy yeah, as you are. Crazier, so don't let them don't <laughs> let them fool you. They're they're definitely uh, they're they're definitely in there with me, and they're they're seeing the vision and they've seen it. And uh, you know that hard work definitely pays off. I mean, these guys show up every day and do it. So
4: that boxcar is amazing. You know, I have interviewed interviewed a few younger artists here, musicians who when I say they have influences, but I ask, do you have a mentor or how? Some of them are fortunate enough that they were born into families who already do it. So they've learned what to do, what not to do. They've seen those pitfalls and, and their parents can warn them. And then there are others who have literally said, "Ah, eh, we're just kind of, they'll say, we're stumbling, we're figuring it out. And I thought, who can we figure out to take them under their wing just to say exactly that? How do you compose a professional email that's going to get opened and read yep, and acknowledged? Um, what are huge no-nos when you go places? How do you keep your ego in check? You, you can be confident and you can command a room and you can have a presence, yeah. but you don't have to be a dick. Um, so who is around yeah. to do that? That's fantastic. Yeah, no, I mean,
3: I, I say this with complete honesty. I mean... Um, I mean, when I was first in the game, I was definitely one of those guys. You know, I didn't, I came from the corporate world of sales and all I knew was to be that eager headhunter. And yeah, I mean, in this- But that's
4: m- great. When, when you are a musician and you can have that part of your brain, that's awesome. Sure, and we've. we've sure. I talk about this with many of my guests, you know, moving forward with the marketing and social media for your band. Some people are just right-brained. They are artists, they are musicians, mm-hmm. and they don't have it in them mm-hmm. to do that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I can say this with complete honesty and- in front of all my guys right here. I mean, they they know us just as well as I know. I love it that I can say this with conviction. These guys can sit here and talk humbly about, oh, I just helped this guy. That's not what they do. These guys are writing the music. They are getting up. They are, like, transposing things that I can't musically do. They are taking their musical talents that they've been growing since they've been wee bucks locking themselves in the room, whereas, you know, I was trying to do the other thing. You know, I had parents that were giving me a different upbringing, and the beautiful thing of it is is that now it's kind of come together in this collaboration for this band and this unit that now is a publishing company. And it's like, yeah, I can be that spearhead for that side. And now the fact that they've all switched that gear in their brain from only being right sided to being left and right. Well, now I just I, I say this very humbly with like respect other bands that are doing the same thing that have those things, like, yeah, now, now that makes us a threat, you know, that makes us, like, more valuable, that makes us more of a commodity that that, that lets us get out on the road like we're trying to do here soon, so... Well, speaking oh. of
4: which, you guys put a tour together overnight, it seemed like. I know that there were moving parts <laughs> behind the scenes, believe me, <clears throat> and I, I, I see the giggles, I know. I wish yeah, it was yeah, just yeah, overnight. Yeah, I know. Would, that would have been fun. But, yeah. you know, so, many, so much of my conversation... You know, this is we've done almost 25 episodes of this. And so much of the conversation has been, how do you think things are going to pick back up when things open up? And how are managers going to know who's still out there and how are bands going to reestablish those connections? And no one can really answer it. Everybody, you know, has a lovely hypothesis. Um, But once things opened up, you honest to goodness were the first band that your Instagram image was here are our tour dates. And it was just down the map it was amazing
3: yeah yeah we have um yeah yeah it happened overnight
1: one of the great pieces of advice that we got during that time was like plan as if things are gonna open up Mm -hmm. so whether or not they do at least you have the plans if you have to cancel them like then cancel them like that's just the way of the world right now but if you're caught slack and then all of a sudden you're buying the ball and we've been ahead of it in some places and still wind up being slightly behind the ball. Like there are people who are just like us who are out there planning ahead, making these tours, coming back early. And it's, it's exciting to see. And it's, I don't know, just kind of almost like, I feel like there's a boom coming, you know? Oh, Oh, I mean, it's already,
4: (laughs) we're bracing ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's
1: It's happening.
4: (laughs) I mean, just us with the partnership to say, yes, bands that you feature on Tuesday, we want them here on Thursday. We want to sell tickets. We want to make it a huge thing. I mean, Street cred is important. Yeah, no, it feels good. Yeah, we love it. And it
3: and it is right. I mean, even with the um, like you know, that was that. What I agree with me with you. That was the best advice that we got was plan accordingly. Like things will happen, and you know, there was a weird time during the pandemic. I think for everybody, it was like, do we do live shows? Do we not do live shows? My God, we're gonna do indoor at the Camel. People are gonna like judge us, and it was weird. You know, we pushed off a show for months and months. I mean, two back-to-back cumbly two back-to-back sold-out shows and it was man these people have like not had they've had their money on hold you know and we know what that's like especially when you got kids to feed in your own mouth and rent to pay so it, it was tough like you know um and lucas was on on it as well you know with the broadberry entertainment group he definitely was making sure that he was touching base with us and you know, making sure that our fans were happy with the way the policy was going, you know, hey, what's your vibe? And we were reaching out to fans and we, we're we're fortunate enough that our fans here in Richmond are 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 that supportive and can communicate with us, you know. So mm-hmm. um, And
4: let you know we're ready when yeah, we are but, ready. <laughs> but we
3: planned accordingly, I think that was the thing.
4: Who else is in the band? Who is not here this evening?
3: Uh so Mike Lamp, he's our lead guitarist. Um he is at home. He'll be listening to this later with Hash Brown You don't have
4: to disclose the GPS.
3: And then the uh, sorry. The uh, elephant in the corner, the man, yeah, or the elephant
1: in the room, man in the corner Brian over here, Barry. Brian Berry, who has not been introduced yet. Yeah, he's, he's on the bass. Soon enough, Brian. Yeah, Soon we'll, enough. We'll tag you in.
4: I'll okay. <laughs> <laughs> May I please have some more? <laughs> and then you have a vocal, a female vocalist as well. No,
3: we've, uh, oh. no, we, so we, we kind of switched uh, gears when the tour came around, mm-hmm. um, we had to ask every member in the band. You know, the the old "all in or nothing." How and, committed are you? Yeah, how committed are you? And the beautiful response, honestly, was that everyone was invested. Like Colleen was invested in her own project, and she knows, and she'll hear this. I hope you know. And she, I, with tears in my eyes, I was like, I, I cannot tell you how I know how hard it is for me to even get these words out of my mouth to ask you to come on my dream, put your dream on pause. And come sing with us, you know. Like you're so amazing at what you do. You're so good at your band. Like every band you're in is a comp- Tyler. All of them, like they're great. And it's just one of those things of like, man. Like she, you know, I think for her it was like she dug down, and all of us really dug down. Even even Brian over there in the corner, you know, he dug down and like even Brian, you know, and we all said like we're we're in it, we're in it, or we're not. And uh, and at the end of the day, everyone's in the right projects where they need to be. And we're gonna keep supporting Colleen and Niaquay with what he does on the saxophone. He's still got eleventh hour music going on, and but our core five. This is this is where we are. This is where we found that we we get things where we want to be and we're with the Coop so
4: and you have to be honest there's no way you want someone there who doesn't want to be there and yeah. they're giving a half-assed performance yeah or there's tension or you know anytime you do something you know you don't want to do even if you you think you're doing it for the right reasons it just blows sure. up in your face sure. so yeah and there's, and there's
3: too much on the line right now for sure
4: so I asked you the last time you were on what one of your favorite performances was and and we got to hear about that so Ian since you've been with the band what has been a memorable performance for you and why like what made it so cool
1: of our band I'm assuming. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean, mean i've seen mean so there, many you of, mean there was one of something no one of you
4: were in a band before no
1: uh <laughs> um that's a good question the halloween show was great um where was that that was at the camel mm-hmm. uh past halloween um we were able to live stream it which is cool um a good performance Coming back at the Hof was really fun. Mm, it's
4: we such had, a great venue.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, was it the dark room or the roof? Uh, we played in their second, uh, the venue. Mm-hmm. The, the loft. Where they, a lot. A lot of times they do mm-hmm. weddings and events there, private events. And that it was really cool. I hadn't been in there since they sort of they switched everything up to to move things from like dark room there uh, before the roof opened, and they did a really cool job with that space, and I. I always love working with Pete over there. And yeah, Pete's great. And he's, he's, Pete's still got my microphone. I'm coming, <laughs> I'm coming back for that microphone, Pete.
2: <laughs> yeah, and we also had uh, Lennox Attic open up for us at that Hoff show, too, which was mm-hmm. real cool because that was like their first show really coming out as a like a revamped kind of energy coming through you know yeah and their single was coming out in what like a month or two mm-hmm. what is like their that. what is
4: their musical style
2: it's like classic rock mm-hmm. kind of wouldn't you yeah. say jason like yeah mm-hmm. yeah
3: mm-hmm. yeah classic rock yeah. for sure yeah they've, they've got that uh yeah they've got, they've definitely got that right the great thing is they're 17 and 18 year old kids they were still they're still in high school they're graduating and just as an example what kevin's talking about i mean something like we do with the boxcar publishing company is like all right, look, we're going to help set you up with the real people that are really here in the scene. And we're going to show you how a real load in goes, how you communicate with the venue when you show up. This is what an opener should do. This is what a closer will do. This is what a mid- a headliner will do. You know, all, all the above. So um, for them, you know, they got to experience the green room and all that fun stuff. This is our room. This is your room, man. So it was it was cool to like you know and, and for me that that pure, in complete honesty it like brings the kid out of me I'm like of oh course. yeah like I get to go play too this is fun so
4: of course remember it was all full of wonder yeah yeah
3: <laughs> and before we got there
1: too Jason made sure to be like all right we're gonna kind of like each person drummer goes with the drummer bassist mm-hmm. go yeah. with basses, so you can have that personal one on one on specifics with your own gear and like your own performance and have and it was cool I think each and every one of us I will say. Sort of besides myself, there was no key player, so I was just sort of (laughs) left to my own devices. I was setting up the show. I was making sure things were were tidy on our end. But uh, no, it was really cool to see them go around, and they seemed just as excited as them to get to share um, personal experiences um, and learning lessons them. Yeah. Have you guys really
4: cool. toured together yet? Will this be the first time all of you guys have no. been together? Second. Second. Well, okay.
1: well <laughs> technically Mike
3: wasn't on the first tour. so Mike will, will be, be the, the only time. one in this group that has not toured with
4: okay. us. So what can you tell me about the rest of the group when you tour? What, what are people known for?
2: Well, not <laughs> pranking. <You're> not- <laughs> You know, I don't think we had that much time to really iron out the fine details of what our perks will be. How diplomatic. We're going
4: to find
2: out. Very <laughs> Great non-answer. I love that.
1: <laughs>
4: Could you be? No, any- I, I, would, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: it is true, though. No, that, that is very true. We got cut short last time. Yeah, we so only you know, got we really like four get, shows, yeah. yeah.
4: Right, right. Oh, I can't wait for the road stories when you guys come back. This person drives like a lunatic. This person's a pig. This person <laughs> goes out and collects this. Uh.
3: Well, yeah, we we actually went all in. We uh, we got ourselves a motorhome, ten person sleeper. We're uh, we're gonna be real snuggly, nice and cozy, <laughs> nice and cozy.
4: What do you guys like when you go to other cities? What do you plan on? checking out when you're there um in the past people who are really into coffee go to coffee shops some people like going to record shops like what is you what is i'll start with you jason what is your Reese,
3: we're on a mission right now Mm. we're not there for fun we're don't get this image in my guy's head that they're out there like having a good old time sightseeing we're not there for that you've got a job to do we have a job to do Mm -hmm. we'll do we'll get we'll we'll enjoy that in another five years they they get that (laughs) so uh
4: so, so that's a great, that is a lovely segue to ask, what is the vision for Last Real Circus? What is going to define success for you guys as a band?
2: This tour. Yeah, the outcome of this tour. Truly. Straight up.
3: Yeah, I can say that was the conviction as well. Yeah, I don't think there was a hesitation in anyone's brain there. Uh, we have really done the numbers, I think. We've really done the map, the routing. We have tried putting all our eggs into this one basket and now we're going to carry it and we're going to see just how that little fra- fragile those eggs are and we Easy truly He does does
1: it. Easy does
0: yeah it.
3: i think we'll get to the other side um i truly feel it like i'm, I'm manifesting it still every time 1111 comes around you, you know every time i see it on the I'm, phone you know i am and mm-hmm. uh you know, we, we can honestly say this here on, on the podcast, this will be the first time we actually mention it, um, we are starting this tour July 1st, actually with you guys, uh, with Hardy Woods, so we're excited about that. They're actually using the ShowX platform, which is, um, and I'll say this actually, for about 80% of our tour right now is actually all of ShowX's platform. And some of the biggest venues that are actually around the nation, uh, The Nick, I'm down in Birmingham, Alabama. We're playing uh, Smith's Old Bar in Atlanta, Georgia. We, are, we just got it added to Burning Man Festival. That's getting attached to that. That's the big drop for everybody.
4: So given it's the first time I'm talking to you guys, I've asked you, uh, I normally like to ask people what the first piece of music they had was, uh, or, f- or first bit of music that they owned and what it was. You know, when you purchased music or, you know, music that you just ran into the ground when you were little. We Have you bestowed Michael Bolton onto them? <laughs>
3: Not yet. Oh. Oh. that's that's for the, to, that's for the motorhome
4: you'll have to listen to the podcast uh so ian what was the first piece of music that you you know purchased or owned for yourself and what format was it on
1: uh oh and what format interesting um I like the part b there
4: uh <laughs> it gives away everybody's age yeah yeah We <laughs> <laughs> date myself real quick I uh
1: i do recall being gifted for i think it was for my birthday. From my parents, and it was on. <laughs> uh, I want to say it was on CD because I did have cassette players. I wasn't in time with the the portable cassette player and all that. But that um, no, oh, was CD. I'm sorry. It was was Billy... that a Walkman? It was a Walkman. Yeah. yeah sorry. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Let me get it. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to talk about it. we am going to talk a about walkman? it, right?
4: I've lived it. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: and um, but I had uh, Billy Joel's Greatest Hits. And I had uh, Michael Jackson's bad. Right. And I just remember, like, in elementary school doing homework and, like, jamming out to, you know, I don't know, know, something like, because I'm bad. You know, hitting that. (laughs) And then I go to billy joel and i, don't, I, can't, I can't think of an example Blame right now yeah. Yeah. i would probably skip on that often because that's <laughs> as a
3: keyboard player that's a song that gets uh, requested a lot and then, yeah. brian too did you have something to say did you want like to did you want to come here piano. and say something we're about to
4: tag him in i'm looking at the clock we're I'm about to tag him in <laughs> kevin for you
2: so for me i remember it very distinctly it's it's a two cd thing and it was christmas i can't remember how old i was maybe like three or four but I got Beatles number one and Hard Day's Night. Whoa. Because I've been a diehard Beatles fan since I, since I can remember. Your
4: parents you know? rock.
2: Like, I just remember hearing my dad playing uh, Help over the turntable mm-hmm. and just starting to dance immediately. And I just, just turned on by the Beatles Good immediately. Good
4: man. So. Brian, you've got to come in. Ian, we're going to swap you out for just a minute. We can Hi. do a do-si-do, too. Well, hello. Hi, Brian.
0: Hi. How do you do? I'm well.
4: And what do you do for the band?
0: Well, I play bass. Mm-hmm and that's it. Great. Full stop.
4: And what has been your most memorable performance with this band?
0: Well, I think uh, it was here, obviously. Come on.
4: Oh, smooth talker.
0: And I've just got to say that my first cassette tape was MC Hammer, Too Legit to Quit.
2: Nice. Whoa. I want to say
0: I was probably in fourth grade or fifth grade.
3: Too Legit, baby.
0: But I grew up on Phil Collins, and that's what really stuck with me, because that's what I listened to in the car with my mom.
4: So, what do you what do you envision for the tour this summer, Brian? New to the table. What are you hoping to get out of it?
0: Success.
4: <laughs> Brian is very succinct.
0: Oh, yeah, it's my way.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. the bassist's way.
0: Yeah, he's- I'm a computer programmer by trade, so. You Very know, direct. I, I was just literal. about to ask,
4: what is everybody, what are some outside interests and hobbies that you have that you either bring to the group or it just keeps you sort of, you know, it's something outside of music or it keeps you well rounded. And so, computer programming, huh? Did you go to ECPI?
3: Negative. <laughs> <laughs> Which, not that there's anything
2: wrong. Hey, if,
4: I was going to say, yeah, if anybody that, follows through yeah. with education, God bless Heck you, because yeah, it's baby. more than I ever did. Kevin, are you from Richmond? I am, indeed. <sighs> Love it.
2: Born and raised.
4: And how long have you been a musician?
2: Since I was probably eight years old, I started out on trumpet and played till I was in ninth grade. And then I started I started playing drums when I was about 11 or 10 years old. Just, you know, not seriously, but picking up drumsticks mm-hmm. and hitting a practice pad and watching videos and, Yeah. I I switched I made the switch from trumpet to drums and made drumline on my sophomore year of high school and okay. then stuck with it ever since played quints and did like indoor drumline all the all the stuff you know mm-hmm. it was real fun.
4: What do you think of the Richmond music scene?
2: I think it's a great scene to be in honestly you know living here all my life I've seen plenty of great bands like come up make it real big and then go do their own thing I've seen some keep doing their thing like no BS you know they've been in the game forever mm-hmm. like yeah butcher brown big shout out to them like they're one of my favorite bands and they're from richmond you know, I know. and then you can get so deep to go into like lamb of god you know they're from richmond oh, like right. chris adler i would be working at the liquor store and i'd see chris adler walking and it's hard for me not to fan boy out you know and be like chris <laughs> <laughs> adler dude like whoa is that uh, gonna be
4: a fifth or a gallon tonight yeah, yeah. oh man but
2: yeah i love it because it's just that kind of personal thing too it's a real intimate city in the sense that you can just see these people all the time just Walking around, just having fun, living life.
4: What about you, Brian? What do you think of the Richmond? Where are you from?
0: So I was born in Massachusetts, like my man Ian back here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did grow up in Richmond in the Tidewater area, and I've slowly moved up the peninsula into central Virginia, you know, mm-hmm. through Williamsburg to Richmond. I live in, in Goochland currently, so okay. land Co- of the gooch. country boy, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really into Lamb of God. I've seen them countless times. I saw Randy at eight and a half one time. It was amazing. I didn't say anything. I was just like, "Hey, honey, see who that is." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm respectful.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't fanboy out. No I'm kidding. I had to <laughs> ring
2: the dude up. That was the only reason I got to talk to him. <laughs> and it would
3: have been
4: okay if you did. <laughs> it would have been okay.
3: Uh, Use your autograph here, sir.
4: Has anybody been in a band when you were younger that had a really cringy name, or mm. you just wrote songs that were just mortifying?
3: Well, Brian and Ian were actually in a band together before this one, which was called The Wolves? The Wolves. The With Wol- an F. With an F. <laughs> S.
4: How old were we? Who named um, it? Where did we play? What were some cringy songs? Who wrote the songs? I need to
0: know Cover everything.
1: band. It was a cover band. We, there were attempts at original music, but I don't think we ever really like fully meshed on a sound kind of as a group, maybe because we were doing so many covers. Uh, I'm not quite sure. But conscious, we, that was...
4: conscious decision with the F. Or you just didn't know W-U-L-F-S.
0: So <laughs> <I, laughs>
1: yeah, you have to consciously think about it when you say it. Yes. You do. But uh, well, no, now uh, I don't feel so I know what you were saying. Uh, I have no idea whose idea it was. I joined the band late. And then um, that was already the name. And I remember thinking, oh, I'd love to change the name. And we we couldn't think of anything better. And we were like, well, we're not doing original music. And we're a cover band. So like, and we had a way also, sorry, Brian, we had a cool logo, right?
0: We had actually a a kick-ass logo. But almost every week, the discussion came up. Hey, man, so I got a couple new ideas for the band name. This was like, this was almost a weekly thing. Yeah, so I added a couple names to the band name list um you know you guys check them out when you have a few minutes uh
4: (laughs) but then would that change the logo did the logo have to do with the name or no
0: i mean the logo was very specific to the Ah, name it was a howling wolf i see yeah
4: so jason what factors were involved in choosing these gentlemen for the last real circus
3: none i had none decision i had none decision none decision not a one is that wine is this wine in this cup none decisions (laughs) uh I can honestly say this. Uh, the way it trickled down, actually, was Kevin. Oh, oh
4: now Kevin's vanished. Ke- the corner. In, Kevin's
3: in here. He's over there in the corner. Kevin uh, and myself, actually, uh, my old lead guitarist, Joey Gibson, um, they were friends. They had done some fighting together, some MMA, MMA training or whatever. He, I, You beat his ass, is that what you're saying? <laughs> okay, so he beat Joey's ass. Right. I guess they're going to have a discrepancy pay-per-view next week. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so basically Kevin and I joined. uh, We kind of teamed up, and from there, it's kind of interesting. I went headhunting. It's exactly what I needed. I said, you know what? I need some keys in my life. And at the time, I had met um, Warren Campbell with the Dead Billionaires, um, previously of Little River Creek Police, who, by the way, just had a fantastic show at the Hall. Yes. They just released their EP, and Ian's about to jump all over on that because he had his hands all over that, and he's truly got to mention that. If he doesn't, this has all been a waste. But uh, the point being is is that uh, a, a friend of ours, Jordan Stoll, said uh, it's it's headhunting season. That was his exact quote. He was like, it's head hunting season. I said, I need a key player. He says, that's your guy over there in the corner. And I went right over to him and said, look, man, this is my deal. And we came over and Ian, myself, and Kevin got together in the rehearsal space, started playing. I said, well, shit, I need a bass player. I used to be in a band called something with an animal. I won't say it because I can't say it. And I got a bass player. And uh, Brian Barry came into the picture. And then Kevin spoke up and said, I have a lead guitarist. Mm -hmm. And my old band called Mike, lamp and we should Mm -hmm. that's where all the members came from
4: what states are you visiting on the tour this summer
3: name one
4: (gasps) how many are you hitting
3: a lot not many yeah we're taking off july 1st uh we are hitting down south for all of july
4: Oh, Uh, that's the the best time to go to the South.
3: Yeah, we want to be right smack dab in the heat. We want to be right in it. Yeah. I want to feel what that experience is like, Mm. personally. Mm -hmm. uh, But we're going to take off. We're going down uh, Virginia, uh, North Carolina, then Georgia. We are going to Alabama, Tennessee, (laughs) Kentucky, Arkansas.
4: Can you guys please get one of those maps on the back of the RV and you fill it in with each state, please? (sighs) That'd
3: be cute. (laughs) please (laughs) it's it's already it's
1: gonna happen just because you said that right now it's a grand idea that's happening it's done
3: (laughs) I love it yeah and then we'll uh we'll start up north uh we're coming back for a week and then in August 1st actually we're heading up north and we are doing all up north uh, Maine yeah Mm -hmm. just name yeah up Mm -hmm. there um, during which time we're actually going to come back to Burning Man We take a little time off, but then we're actually playing out in Boulder, Colorado for the Bluebird Music Festival, oh, actually. Oh, right on. So we got attached to that, playing with, um, uh, Baxter, Otis Taylor, Jeff Tweedy, Olker Medicine Show will be there. Um, we have a big surprise that we just got today. We're not going to drop the information who we're co-headlining with, but... So that's kind of like getting ironed out, like in this past 12 hours. So we're pretty excited about that. Once
4: you can announce it, let me know because by the time this publishes, we can tag it. We can probably
3: do it. We'd love to. Yeah. We're we're really excited about that. So we actually do that uh, September 24th. And then, legitimately, from September 28th till October 23rd, we are going all down the West Coast for an exact month uh, doing two, three shows, four shows a week, something like that. Coming all the way back across, doing New Orleans. And then we're coming, yeah, back to Richmond. And I think we're actually gonna play our final show. Um it's gonna be a really intimate, uh private and we're gonna do a lottery for the tickets. Um we're only gonna do forty tickets and it'll be something special that people will get for that experience
4: uh where can people go for more information to find out of all the states you're visiting on the tour that you'll fill in the little map on the rv um and <laughs> anything you've got going on before then which is chaco sessions yeah. on july 29th absolutely i'm sorry june 29th june 29th, june 29th. June 29th and then hardywood 29th, on yeah. july 1st that's why i got confused yeah. yes
3: I was like, get get the dates. I know. Yeah, no, we're we I ca- I cannot tell you how excited we are to be kicking off our tour this way. It is going to be awesome for July first. We uh we're only I think there's only gonna be a hundred and seventy some odd tickets for sale or something like that. So I, 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 I expect I expect them to go pretty quick. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I we got Prebeer Trio coming on. I think uh, Dead Billionaires is gonna be joining us as well. And um, Dead Psych psychics i i I couldn't see i I can't say anything so uh but we are kicking off the tour july 1st everyone can keep following us on instagram uh spotify our youtube we're kind of like just now we had to take down our old one so we're re-sprucing up our new one um our new chaplain's life video just dropped uh this past week with wharton major uh video production company we're crazy excited about the video that they just did if no one's caught it yet um and that's for
4: Chaplin's life Chaplin's uh, life we that's ha- correct we actually have to squeeze in a little sample of that
3: Coming home to a place of my own. I drove a thousand miles away
4: just here. Oh, man, that's fantastic. That's great. Mm-hmm. And so now you have a video and you've got a video for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So uh, people can check out. The tour dates on um, our Instagram, our Facebook. We're actually going to be doing a Twitch uh, here soon once we actually hit the road come January. So I'm after- sorry. Did you
4: say you're going to be doing a Twitch? Yeah, a
3: Twitch interview. I'm not with the kids nowadays. That's what I'm I have I'm usually not either. <laughs> that was
4: even worse than me and I so
3: love it. We're going to do a Twitch interview <laughs> yes. on Twitch um, after certain interviews while we're on the road. Don't don't spoil that. Well, we want to tell people don't to go to our- Don't tell them what it's going
2: to be yet. Oh, oh. Okay. It's a surprise. Okay. It's oh. super hot, though.
4: Okay.
3: Oh, that's different. Oh, I didn't tell them that. Oh, I'm not. Oh, that's Once great. Once you know, oh, let me know, me. though. Oh, that's going You gonna text be great. me as soon as you know. But we will tell people okay. to please go and subscribe to our YouTube page, because there's a lot more video content and music that's going to be coming out there.
2: Reese, I got to say, you, you skipped me. You skipped me. When? What's my favorite performance we've done? Oh, oh did I? Oh, you you I'm going to say, tell fantasy. me, oh, yes. tell me. There are please two tell of me. them, real quick. I'll there's two s- of I'll them. Slap and it like, in. They're both on the same thing. Outer Banks Brewing Station, which, note, we are booked again Hell for yes. July 3rd. Yes. So we're coming back because that was just a wonderful experience. What like, part
4: of the Outer Banks is that? And what little part? Kill Devil Okay.
2: So that was just dealing with a whole bunch of adversity, just coming from Savannah the night before. Jason dealing with the worst toothache of his life. And then still mustering up the strength and just courage to get out there and we crushed it. We had this great sound guy and it was just an awesome show. And my second one again is the Halloween show because it was like the pandemic just had all this energy of people wanting to support like just original art and performance. And it was just that feeling of like a packed, well packed seated camel show and just people loving it and just there for music and support you know
4: cuz we were that was right before the election you know yep. we didn't know how long things were going to go on that was a tense tense time and so I'm glad that you guys were able to spread some joy at that time I love that you called me out as well race race you forgot me you used my name I had name. I had
2: to shout out the brewing station cuz that that's one of my favorite venues I've played mm-hmm. like it was just such a great experience
4: mm-hmm. so well the pleasure has been all mine
2: thank you for having
4: us mm-hmm. can't wait to see you in you guys are here June 29th Hardywood July 1st and we're going to kick it off and we're going to smash champagne on the back of the RV and say yes, go ma'am. Woo! the maiden right. voyage that's right yeah. <laughs> thank you guys so much for being here thank, thank you, you. So. thank you so much for listening Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to us for the podcast on all the usual suspects. And of course, be sure to tune in every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. YouTube, Facebook, Twitch for Shaco Sessions
0: Live. That's a wrap.